time hi there i didn't see you hello (laughs) uh my name is zach and this is dylan and we are some nobodies as you can see on our awesome whiteboard which we have every single week some nobodies that's our name and this show is called talking upstream and what we do in the show is dylan and i try to talk ourselves up to a streaming service Mm -hmm. and the way we do that is we come to the table with two very weird or unique or Sometimes clever, I guess. Sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, we try to uh, show people a way that we work mm-hmm. our uh, ideas down to a pitchable product, whether it's yeah. a, a movie, a cartoon, comic book, board game. Something. Yeah. We haven't done a board game on the air yet. Not yet. It's not, I having kind of done that, it's not interesting conversation. It, yeah, it's, it's lengthy. Yeah. Plus, like, it's hard to show that. Yeah. Um, but that's cool. Um, we got a great guest today. Uh, we have uh, Miss Lala. So mm-hmm. before we... Uh, Bring her on. Let's just quickly uh, run through the script. Chat. How are you, Zach? Dude, this is a script? <laughs> I don't know. I didn't write anything down. Is that what you have on your No. Kit? I'm watching script? us. I'm doing great, man. Yeah? Yeah, I'm great. Good. Yeah. You have a good, good holiday? Great holiday. I guess. Looking forward to next one. Looking holiday. forward to the next one? Yeah, I'm not really sure when this is going to air. Uh, so there was a holiday recently, and there's yes. going to be a holiday very soon. So yeah. we're excited about both of them. Whatever we're holiday you're enjoying, one. I hope you enjoy it. Yeah, please. Yeah. That'd be cool. Yeah. Um, but that's enough chit chat. Anyway, let's get to something yeah. more important. So this week, our guest for our little interview session, this is La La Luscious, the snack of the Twin Cities. If you would bring her on. Hi, talking upstream. Hello, Lala. How are you? I am doing good. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, thank cool. you for being here. Yeah, glad to have you on. Yeah, this is great. This is actually a couple we've actually talked to you before. We have another show, Podcast Podcast, where uh, we reach out to underheard or underappreciated podcasts, and we kind of came across yours, and that's how we met you. So um, do you want to quickly just chat about what your show's called? Yes. So my show is called Snack Size, the podcast, and it explores what it means to live a happy and fulfilled life through the eyes of a drag queen. Um, So I get to talk about my life and my performing, and then I invite other people who are distinguished in their field to talk about what makes them fulfilled in their careers, in their life, and how they found happiness. Oh, that's yeah. great. And I think the cool, not not the coolest part, but one of the interesting parts about your show is that it's like in 10 minute little snack size, if you will, a segment. So like they're easy as you're going for a walk or mm-hmm. a quick drive somewhere. So I love the the, the time frame that you, your show goes in because our show usually ends up between like 30 minutes, an hour. Uh, this one is 90 minutes. Um, so it's cool. But it's, it's interesting that you can fit so much of an important like uh, content into just 10 minutes. Do you have like a hard time? Uh, stopping yourself? Well, it's definitely a challenge. So um, my solo episodes, I do pre-write. So that kind of helps me there. But when I have interviews, I invite my guests to just talk. You know, I don't want them to feel like there's any time limit. And then I edit it down. That process gets really hard. Um, It's hard to make a decision as to what needs to be in the episode and what doesn't. And I keep 
going over it and going over it and replaying it. So it'll be maybe like four or five edits before I actually release it. So it does get difficult in that regard. Oh, mm -hmm. yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Um, of all your guests, because obviously you are interview based for, for a lot of it, but of all your guests, what would you say is the one that you had the best time with or the one that maybe took the longest amount of time because you were having such a great time with them? Oh, gosh. I had the opportunity to interview Blair St. Clair from RuPaul's Drag Race. We actually knew each other. I started, I was doing drag when she started. So, but we didn't like know each other that well. Like we did a few shows together. Um, but then she like blew up and got famous. So we got to reconnect. Um, and I really, really appreciate her perspective on what it means to be famous and how to handle it. But I think that my all time favorite guest would have to be author Dwight Allen O'Neill. He recently wrote a book about his life, which is very similar to my podcast and that he's a performer, he's an actor, and he just tells his life story. Um, but Having a similar experience as Black gay men, we just really connected. And he gave me so much advice. So you can actually hear in my podcast me learning from my guests. Oh, yeah. That's good. I hope we get to that where we start. Learning. At some point, <laughs> I need to learn something first. We gotta stop talking to each other. Yeah. Uh, speaking of drag race, what's your favorite season of RuPaul's Drag Race? That's a, such a great show in our household. Oh, you know what? Honestly, it's an underwatch season, but season one by far is my favorite. And Although it has the least like drama, um, I really get into the technical aspects of the show where they really featured what it means to be a drag queen. I don't feel like they do that as much now. It, now that it's on VH1, it's all about who's upset with who and all that type of drama. But the first season really, really gets down to the art of it. And that's what I enjoy the most. Yeah. It gets yeah. down to like who could do the best drop. Yes. That's that one move that I, I have, I'm so scared to try. Just that. Just the drop. That's oh, cool. Man. You know, uh, I've had a very successful career. Never done it once. So yeah. Oh, all right. <laughs> Nervous. Yeah. Do, do you have any questions? I mean, I we're talking about RuPaul, but do you have anyone who might um, you would count as an inspiration, um, either on a creative level as a personality, as a performer? Anyone you kind of draw from? Absolutely. There is a host of trans uh, drag performers that don't get featured on Drag Race who I inspire from. My drag mother is the legendary Miss Sandra Hall. She's out of Indianapolis, Indiana. Beautiful entertainer. Um, Giselle Barbie Royale, she actually is a international pageant queen. Um, she is based somewhere down south, I forget exactly, but um, she's been a huge information to me. And then there was a very, very big pageant queen. Her name was Tanisha Cassidine. Um, unfortunately, she passed away. Uh, but I was super inspired. I've actually like recreated some of her numbers and her drag daughter, Sasha Cassadine lives in Minnesota where I live and we're close. So I kind of get to experience some of her lessons through Sasha as well. That's nice. That's yeah. Great. Yeah. Um, now having a platform where you get to meet a lot of interesting people and uh, you work in the ranks up, what would you say is something that you would like to see as a pinnacle of your podcast or at least like a, a an achievable goal where you like to see that thing go? You know, this has been such an adventure. I mean, I started this because I just was bored. I really, honestly, that was it. I was bored. We were in quarantine. And I said, you know what? I've always wanted to do this. And the doors that have opened since I just made the decision to press record, it's amazing. So if you ask me where I think it's going, I am on a roller coaster. I have no idea. Um, but it just keeps growing and growing. And I'm a person that loves to grow. That's exactly what my podcast is about, growing and learning and living a happy life. So for me, I am 
enjoying this particular moment because I'm allowing to I'm allowing my podcast to take itself on its own journey. Doing drag and working as a drag queen, you're very much in charge. You're very planned out. You're very organized. This, aside from the fact that I do organize my episodes, in terms of what doors have been opening, I'm just open to what the world has to offer. It's a good attitude. Yeah, yeah it's not too bad. Um, is there, I've been thinking, like, if you've managed to get guests on, is there a particular guest that maybe you would want to draw attention to, someone you'd really like to interview that you think you might be able to, like, bring to people's attention a bit more? Is there someone that you would like to have on to kind of, like, boost their signal? Yes. Oh, like, uh, well, there is a famous person I really want, but they keep ignoring my messages on Instagram. Or your, but... or your targeted person that you really <laughs> want on, either way. Uh, yeah. um, Electra Abundance from Pose, Dominique Jackson. I have been messaging her, so if she happens to see this, <laughs> please message me back. I really want to interview you. Um, but She's in terms fan. of that, I'm open really to anybody that has a story to tell. I am particular about my guests, but I'm only particular in the fact that like, I want it to be a good story. You can't just come on my podcast and promote something. I want my people to learn from you. So if there's someone watching that has a story, hit me up. <laughs> That's good. Yeah. Man, people ask me all the time, like, what, what are your best shows you're watching right now? And I have a couple, but Pose is always in my top three. Mm -hmm. That show is such a spectacular mm -hmm. show and definitely underappreciated. Like that show is just beautiful. Right. Um, so one thing you kind of come across when you interview a lot of people is uh, their failures, uh, which are also just side successes, you know, successes waiting to happen. Well, would you like to talk about one of your either bigger failures or a failure that you've come across that taught you something or pushed you towards a better position? Oh, gosh, I fail all the time. I fail. I probably failed today. <laughs> in some way. Uh, I think that my two biggest failures in life would be in drag. I didn't believe in myself enough for a long time. And I was always holding myself back. And I would look at other people who, in my humble opinion, had less talent than me, but they were willing to put themselves out there in a way that I was too reserved to do. So I think that I spent many years in my drag career treading water just because I was holding myself back because I didn't have the confidence to really take risks. You know, I always played it safe. Um, so that would be the first thing. Then this past summer, uh, I got diagnosed with type two diabetes. And while I don't want to sit here and say that I didn't think I had any health problems, I didn't know it was that bad. And I spent a lot of my life focused on what I want to do next. Like I want to be in this show and I want to go after this opportunity that I really wasn't focused on my health. And I wish I had taken more time, but now that I'm here, uh, it's been an amazing journey in regaining control of my health. And I'm super proud of myself for all the work that I've done in that arena. And it's going really good. So it's an opportunity to start again. Right on. Yeah. No, that's good. Um, just a second. Man, we're covering a lot of ground already. I know. <laughs> Answering questions I had prepared before we actually ask yeah, them. Yeah, good, um, in the realm of taking risks, there are risks that you have taken recently that's been paying off something that you didn't think would actually open a door and then you just walked right on through? Yeah. So I had a really interesting experience with my podcast recently. PRX and Google had this opportunity where you could uh, take a class and I think they gave you some money and new equipment and all that stuff. And they were looking all over the world. And unfortunately, they were chose 20 people. They told me verbatim that I was number 21. <laughs> So I didn't quite make it, but I'm going to try again next year. However, they have put me with the mentor. 
Um, her name is MJ from Cocktails and Cancer Podcast. She's been really, really great and really helping me just polish what I'm doing because uh, season three comes out January 2021, but we're working on it now. And that's been such a blessing in my life in terms of podcasting. And there's been a few conferences and stuff they've invited me to, and they are offering to pay for me to take some other courses this coming January. So even though I didn't get what I wanted per se, I got something and it's been amazing to have that. Yeah. <clears throat> now, we interview a, a lot of people as well, and um, it kind of boosts what we do, but that's obviously what we do. When it comes to interviewing people and the stories that you hear, do you ever get to a creative level? Do you ever start writing stories or creating your own uh, fiction or uh, things that just aren't just, you know? Yeah, that's a great question. So before I discovered that I wanted to do drag and be a personality, I guess, I actually wanted to be a writer. So I have been published as a poet several times, and I'm currently working on a companion piece to Snack Size that is a self-help book. Oh, wow. Nice. Yeah. So you write books, you do podcasts. I saw on your social media, you do photo shoots. Mm -hmm. uh, other stuff that you probably can't talk about. Uh, <laughs> do you consume media? Do you ever just sit down and, uh, other than the show Pose, obviously, do you ever just like sit down and just let other people's media wash over you? Oh yeah, I'm a binger. Okay. So I create my own costumes, so that's a great time to like get into a TV show. Mm -hmm. um, currently I'm catching up on SVU. And I think before that I was into Tyler Perry's The Haves and The Have Nots. Um, I am kind of one of those people, like, when I get sucked in, like, I have to know everything that happens until the end. So I prefer, like, series and stuff. Yeah. yeah. Now, we're, we're huge uh, nerds. You probably see around this room that we have a lot of uh, media, a lot of weird nerdum. Um, d does your uh, likes and dislikes that ever cross, like, nerd things? Do, are, there, are, are, you, are there any part of, like, nerd fandom that you're into at all? Sure. I have to do like a lot of comic characters. So I was telling you all just before this for a project I'm doing, I just did Poison Ivy. Uh, and I have a Wonder Woman. And I am working on a Catwoman as well. So um, kind of just the, you know, the sexy icons of the comic world. I am yeah. trying to get some costumes for that. Oh. That's yeah. cool. <laughs> no, Zach wants to ask you about Batman. <laughs> I do. I, I know. I, I usually ask people like, "Hey, what's your favorite Batman?" Because what we found is that whenever we in, you know talk to any single person, Batman has been part of their life in some degree, which turned out to be just a weird coincidence. Now, because it's always been around mm -hmm. since obviously the, the, the '30s, I think. Um, do you have a favorite Batman? Does Batman obviously you're the Poison Ivy Catwoman? Uh, that's Batman Rogues Gallery right there. Do you have a favorite Batman? I would say the Dark Knight is my favorite. Yeah, uh, I right. think it's only one of a few that I've actually seen. So not that I've seen them all and can make an important decision, but that would be my favorite. And the Joker yeah. is really my favorite character in that movie. Oh, oh okay. Yeah. yeah. With Jared Leto's, Jared Leto's Joker or like the, from, I guess that's Heath Ledger's Joker. That's Heath right? Ledger. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <Little> better. <laughs> okay. <laughs> do, you have, do you have any more nerd questions? Um, I mean, I guess looking forward, just a little sneak peek of season three. Is there a particular kind of topic or episode you want to tease us with that you're particularly proud of? Is there something coming up you want to kind of foreshadow a little bit or you want to keep everybody in surprise? You will be shocked as to who the hardest guest for me to get on this season is. Who's My mother. Oh. 
my mother. Oh, I, okay. I really want her to come on the show and talk about the experience of raising a black gay child. And she has, I, I have her 80% agreed. So I'm hoping that it actually works out. She is a very, very smart woman, wise woman. And I really think it would be an interesting story, especially to talk about me. Cause I do plan on asking her some questions I've never even asked her in life. But just getting her to be comfortable with technology and the idea that a bunch of people are going to listen to it has been a struggle. So keep your fingers crossed. Because oh, <laughs> oh, I really want it to happen. for you. Yeah, that actually sounds like a great episode. <laughs> that's a good, yeah, that's good. Yeah, I would say out of all the people I would like to talk to on this show, my mom is not at the at anywhere on that list. I don't know how my parents would do on this show. <laughs> yeah, I don't want parents asking me questions. I don't want to ask them questions. Ah, that's fine. <laughs> Um, okay, I think that was all the questions that we had. Um, so I guess we're going to get down to the, the meat of our show yeah. real fast. Uh, and like we said off uh, backstage, what we do here is uh, Dylan comes to our meetings once a week with a weird idea, something that we haven't developed that we would like to or think that it's a cool idea. And then I do the same thing and then somebody chooses. We stopped being able to choose because we both think that we're smart and intelligent. And yeah. we, uh, so we had our guests start choosing. So, uh, Miss Lala, you're going to choose for us today. Yeah. And uh, what do you got? I'm going to bring back one that I've had before. What's that one? Spider Talk Show. Ooh, it's a talk show. Web. It's a talk show hosted by a spider, presented probably in a way for kids or at least an educational format where he interviews various insects that have become trapped in this web. And then you'll learn about them. And then at the end, it's like, well, I finished the interview. Can I go? And it's like, well, no, it's about lunchtime. And then, of course, it ends with a spider doing what spiders do. And you have, like, rotating guests of some sort. And, yeah, I like that. Yeah. I don't, think, I don't think enough shows are geared towards kids and, like, learning, even if it is funny. Yeah. That's cool. It's a little macabre, but, you know. Yeah, but it can kids be get away, you Kids get away with seeing that. Yeah. I mean, hey, that's yeah. part of nature, I think. Yeah. That's what Lion King says. That's true. <laughs> okay, uh, so my idea for the week, um, you know that I'm a big fan of thrift shops, mm -hmm. and I'm a fan of outdated media as yes. well. So I had this idea as I saw uh, an answering machine in a thrift shop, okay. and I was thinking that um, it'd be really cool if kids found an answering machine, and not really knowing what it is, they played the tape in there, and it's like a love message. Okay. To somebody, Ooh. and then they decide to go on like a, a mini little mystery as to okay. uh, connecting these people or trying to start their own thing. So, uh, finding an answer machine. Um, it's like a like a lost love or like a. I don't know. It's it's something on the answer machine is mysterious enough for these yeah. kids to want to go on this okay. journey. Cool. So, uh, yeah, we're just gonna say uh, random answer machine. It's like a modern day message in a bottle. Modern day message. I love that. All right, so modern day. Try to write this fast. Okay, Miss Lala, please yes. do us the honor of picking one of these two things. You have the choice of a kids uh, geared, yeah, yeah, late family. night style, it's family friendly, show, family friendly uh, interview show with a spider and probably uh, interviews a lot of bugs. Yeah, get caught in the web, or a semi kids geared thriller where they're using outdated technology to solve some kind of mystery that might seem mundane at the start and turn into something very, very big. Who knows? Knowing us, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah I really like both ideas. They're awesome. In fact, my favorite book as a child was Miss Spider. And I don't I I don't know if they still make those books, but it was about a woman spider who had like tea parties and stuff. It was super fun. But 
I think that the answering machine is is definitely the thing is the way to go. I think I like that. All right, I win again. Let's see. <laughs> how many, like, how many this... times is this? I think I might just drop the spider idea and do it myself. I think this lost five times now. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not upset. This is just funny. No, you this can't is the first. Be. This is the longest streak we've had. <laughs> yeah, four or five times. That's fine. So modern day message. That's modern awesome. day message. <sighs> okay, Miss Lala. Yes. I know you have somewhere very important to be or else we would ask you to stay and help us break the story. Um, but one more time, in case people do happen to just uh, join in right now, where can people find you? What's your show called? What would you like people to know about you? So my show is called Snack Size, the podcast, and you can catch me everywhere. Um, www.snacksizepodcast.com is my homepage, but I'm on every single podcasting platform, iHeartRadio, Pandora. I actually, okay, this is super cool. I've never got to say this on an interview. I'm on Alexa now. Whoa. What? Yeah. We can't, we can't get on Alexa. <laughs> yeah. That's, so oh, you great. can say, Alexa, play snack size. And my voice starts playing. I literally, the day that I found out that it happened, I probably did it like 20 times. <laughs> oh, man. I now but, have a new goal. Yeah. Yes. Anyway, so season one and two are streaming right now. And season three will debut in January 2021. That's right on. Awesome. Looking forward to it. Yeah, looking forward to it. Thank you so much for taking your time and hanging out with us and helping us choose a very stupid thing to do. So, uh, yeah. Feel good free, luck. everybody. Check out Miss Snack. Yeah, go check it out. Thank you. Yes. I can't wait to see if the voice uh, answering machine mystery is solved. <laughs> We're going to find out, too. Yeah. Thank you very much. We'll see you soon. Take it Bye. easy. Bye. <sighs> okay. Right. Answer machine. Answer machine. So what do you have in mind for this one? I, I like the idea of kids using outdated technology. Mm -hmm. I think that's always funny to me. You know, like I tell you, uh, yeah. uh, I have a daughter. Whenever I put in a VHS tape, she uh, really gets a, a solid giggle out of that. Mm -hmm. So kids finding a, a, a answer machine, not knowing what it is, yeah. and then the, the humor with that. Turning into a subtle mystery, and okay. then who knows? Obviously, like we always take stuff to a very weird <laughs> yeah. level. Oh yeah. Uh, so I don't really know. Uh, I just think that finding a message on an answer machine and trying to solve a mystery is yeah. cool. And you said this was geared more, not necessarily super mature. Like this is more like family friendly, or like I, you I, said, kid folk. You said something about like kind of like kid friendly well, earlier. I, I felt like it would be cool, like a Super Eight or like a Stranger oh, Things gotcha. kind of a feel. Okay. Um, Headphones right now. Hmm. Um, yeah, I, I think that oh, yeah. that like a younger age trying to deal with technology is funny. Sure, to me. So I, I would like to make it like a younger group of kids. Yeah, I don't think we've done like we haven't really done kids on bikes. We haven't done kids on bikes. Yeah, it's time to do it. Is this set during modern day then, or I at least so. modern? You know, yeah. five minutes into the future or whatever. Yeah, I think uh, last to, summer. I think to make it the most poignant. It would need to be modern day. Okay. Because yeah. You think like the last answer machines, yeah. uh, late 90s, mid 2000s, probably. You can still buy them on Amazon. I mean, you can definitely get them, but why would you own one? What's your landline number? You don't have one. I remember my old house number in Ohio. Yeah, but that's your old house that yeah. probably had an answer machine. Yeah, it did. Nobody with landlines needs answer machines. No. Just digital things. The only thing I, the only people I can ever think of with landlines are businesses. Yeah. Right now, yeah. And they have digital services to yeah. do that through cloud and whatever. So I think that if we do this, it's like... <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah, I went down a rabbit hole oh, mentally. No, don't, don't do that. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Save the rabbit hole for a little yeah. later. 
Um, yeah, so I think if this is modern day, and uh, I don't know, because there were so many different kinds of answer machines, but the ones that had tapes, you know, there were like the older ones that either had like a phone connected to them or yeah. something, yeah. who knows, you know. Uh, or it, oh, it's like, it's like that countertop like answering machine phone cradle yeah so there's a phone on it i think cool. so okay yeah. i think kids would look at it and be yeah like, what is this because like okay so when you mimic the the hand motion to hang up right mm -hmm. but nobody nobody does this right not really you can't hang like, there, uh, there's none. you don't hang up it, anymore it, you it, shut it's, off it's a button push right yeah so i think that even like people don't know uh why this maneuver exists so i think that mm -hmm. idea is cool so it's like when you hear kids nowadays say you hope see a floppy disk and oh they, they've 3d printed a save icon <laughs> dude i would hit that kid <laughs> <laughs> um well actually before we get into this sure do you want to yeah uh, so say if, your things? if you're just tuning in this is talking upstream my name is dylan this is zach this is our whiteboard we are some nobodies as you can see from the url at the top of that whiteboard uh, and this is, did I say this is talking upstream? I think so. Yeah, again. I was stuck on the fact you said the URL. I was like, what's that mean? Uh, ultimate revenge. revenge link. Oh, okay. No, that makes sense. You can show those people who's <laughs> boss by going to our website. No, this is talking upstream where Zach and I do a 90-minute version of our creative meetings we hold every week where we develop ideas into something we can build upon later. Foundations. That's yeah. what these are. And this is just an example of our creative process and how you can take what is a three-day, three-word idea and turn it into something that potentially you can write later. Yeah. Uh, and so for the next 60 minutes or so, we're going to be working on an idea where a bunch of a group of kids find an answering machine in a thrift store in the modern day, and there's a message on it that they are inspired to find the origin of. Yeah. Yeah. So this is how we go about developing our ideas. Yeah. They've invented a mystery. Yeah. Um, but special thanks to international broadcast media television, uh, for having us on here yes. and letting us chat. Uh, it's cool to have meetings with Dylan because we are funny and, uh, we enjoy now, each other's company. It helps. Yeah. And now somebody else wanted to watch it. So yeah, it's good to see it. That's cool. Okay. So kids on bikes. I'm assuming, are we, should we set this during the summer for ease of having the kids, giving the kids some freedom to like move about and they, or do we want to have it during the school year and we can no. have some school scenes? Summertime. Summertime? Cool. Parents are away. Uh, they get money mm -hmm. for pizza. They go to a local thrift shop. For those who don't know, when I say kids on bikes, I'm referring to a subgenre of drama? Uh, yeah. Uh, Adventure drama, yeah. Adventure drama featuring kids of a certain age, usually young teenagers, who are free of the obligations of their life such as school or something like that where they have to deal with it but effectively they are driving around, they're riding around their town on their bikes having a little like kid friendly adventures or in some cases dealing with some very real peril yeah. um and i don't know what you have in mind for this i don't know if peril is necessarily what we're looking for in this one some kind of peril I, it's good to have them usually kids on bikes usually the are the catalyst for like a coming of age story yeah where their the children's world is opened up and they come out of it changed and matured a little bit what's the most popular kids on bikes current day or ever because ever 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 et i think goonies goonies yeah, gonna, i think goonies et is a good one the only problem with et is that it's not really a group so much that's your yeah yeah kind of. it's him and his little sister yeah the current the current uh codifier is stranger things easily 
Yeah, Stranger Things. Which is fine. Yeah. You also would know, like, uh, Super 8. Mm-hmm. Well, there's a whole bunch of other ones. Um, but yeah, it's Spielberg fan fiction. It's, easy, it's fine. Yeah, it's, it's fun. I, I like Wonder Super 8. is so cool. To yes. Okay, so what we're going to do is we've got these kids on bikes. So I think that it is the beginning of summer. Um, like I said, the, they have, like, pizza money. Yeah. Whatever kids have now. Pizza bitcoins. They're, they're not in school, but their parents still have to work. I'm assuming yep. their parents are, like... Uh, they show up in the morning, and they show up at night, and they're absent during the prime during the main thrust of this. Oh, absolutely! Nine to five, no. Parents. Yep. Are you seeing this as a single shot, like a single like feature or a short film, or like a longer series or a no, limited series I see comic this, book? I see this as a feature film as of right now. Okay. I like the wonder. I like the mystery. Yeah. Um, the only problem that I'm having so far with this is that these stories, because they've been told so many times, mm-hmm. I really like it that it starts off as a mini mystery yeah. that swerves hard into something. Okay. So, like, they find this answer machine, they go, oh, there's a love story on here, let's find this out, blah, blah, And then they look this person up and say, oh, they're dead. Oh. Okay. Okay. Then what is the catalyst? Okay, so they, let's, let's roll with that, because... I agree. Yeah. Uh, this genre, kids on bikes, is very, very fertile for supernatural, paranormal, mystery, sci-fi, whatever. Because the kids never—you never have to have the kids question the reality of it because they kind of buy into it. Mm-hmm. It is good to have like aloof authority figures, so the parents are out or gone or too busy to deal with this, and they yeah. might not believe it in the first place. So they are hunt. They find an answering machine in a thrift store. There's a message on it, which is like. A, which gets them inspired to hunt down whoever left the message. Left the message or owned the machine? I would say left the message. They go for the person who left the message first. So yeah. they leave like a name. It's like, hey, it's yeah, Joseph. Oh, I guess he can't do a full name. Well, okay. So let's just say that it's the person who... I feel like the yeah. natural flow of events would be they they find the message. They go back to the thrift store and ask if they the person remembers who brought in the Android machine. They probably don't. No, they don't. Unless it's a small town thrift store where they like know everybody. No. No. I, okay. I, I like doing both what we said. So they listen to the first message yeah. and it's like this super cute. Maybe it's a mysterious message. Okay. Maybe it's a love message. And um and they're like, wow, we should give this back to who it goes no. to. And then they listen to the outgoing message, and that's how okay. they know the person's name. Okay. And they go, Hey, this is You've reached. Yeah. You've reached the home. Of Martha Johnson. Martha Johnson. <laughs> names are placeholders. <laughs> yeah, the first names are always placeholders. first names are always placeholders. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You reach you reach uh, the, the home number, the home uh, machine of yeah. Martha Johnson. Cool. Uh, please leave your number at the beep, or she even leaves her own number. Yeah, something that people say you've reached blah 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 three zero three five five five. Oh yeah. Yeah. The home of Martha Johnson. It's a local number. It's a local number. We can go find this person. They go, they don't have phone books. They have the internet. We have the internet. Yeah. So they Google her and they find like an obituary. Yep. And either they still, because they're mysterious and bored kids, do they call the number? I think they start off doing that. They start off calling. And it's just a non-connect. Okay. It's like this number is no longer in service. Yeah. 
I think they still have like that, that message. It's right. not a cell phone number. It's a home. It's a home it's, number. It's a, it's a landline yeah. number. Yeah. So yeah, the number is no longer in service. And then maybe they wonder like, okay, let's listen to all the messages that are on this thing. And there's only one. And it's from this person. Yeah. And it's either a love or is there a call I, for help? I like, no, I, I don't know. I like the idea that it's a love, like a romance, romance message. Maybe there's a, Maybe there's like a lovesick character in yeah. here and he's like Well maybe there's maybe it's like one of those kind of messages like I hope uh maybe it's like a like an old war vet or something and it's like I hope my tour ends up and soon so I can come home to you and maybe the kids are like well I just kind of want to know de my dearest Sarah yeah I have been in the field for six weeks Well, my dearest Martha they have taken my leg the only thing that comforts my soul <laughs> is the knowledge of knowing that I'll be home to your sweet arms soon that and the grits I get served every it, day it, they're listening to the message and they're like man this is this is dumb and it pans over to like the tough guy and he the tough kid and he's just sobbing oh classic yeah yeah that. Right. uh do we want to get some characters yes I'm seeing at least three kids at least three. I think. I think three to I think, start. I think We're three of out of four. I think three of one age, one older who comes in later. Okay. Uh, maybe that older one has a car. So we have kid one, kid two. I had to quickly think if uh, let's go with child. <laughs> uh, child one, <laughs> child one, child two, child three, uh. and then child four. Uh, or characters. Characters. That's how we. That's how we have done that in the past. <laughs> that sounds better. I wrote. I wrote that. That's like, fine. I don't know. Okay, so uh, same age, right? These kids. Yeah. Are the same age. Uh, going into high school. So like thirteen. Yeah. Yeah. So we got some thirteen-year-olds. We got a twelve-year-old. We got a fourteen-year-old. They're preteen. Yeah. And then you got like the one that's like seventeen. 16. They have their license, but they don't have a car yet. Yeah. They, they have to borrow really, their parents or something. They got a real cool bike. Yeah. Okay. 13, yo. <laughs> anyway. You were a kid one. I, <laughs> I was. <laughs> okay. I sprang fully so, formed from my father's forehead. So we're going to say character one is the one that finds the tape because they have the money. Sure. Right. Character one and character four are the siblings. Okay. That's just yeah. how it has yeah. to work. Yeah. So we'll say these two are related now we're gonna say character one is a a girl okay right character four is a boy older brother character two is character one's best friend yeah sure so it's another girl we'll give them more descriptors in a second yeah and we'll say character three is their nerd boyfriend yeah. Nerd. Boy, space, friend. Male friend. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Is he, he's an, he's, he plays tough, but he's very into pop culture and that sort of thing. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. He's, like, he's fronting so that he can hang with the older kids. Classic Zach Wiseman. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. And then we're going to say that they get this stuff at just a local thrift shop, which is like our thrift shops. No big deal. Why are they going to a thrift store? I, 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 if they're browsing, that's fine. But I like the idea that they're going to specifically find something. Old video games, dog. Trying to find old video games. Why else do you? Sure. Uh, Not you, I guess. C three, C three just built a PC. It's like a twelve year old like PC builder, yep. and it's like 
man, you never know what you can find. Uh, yeah, so he goes for old electronics. He goes for old yeah. games. Yeah. Uh, old uh, driving systems. Yeah. Um, need for uh, Need for Speed. Whatever one. I don't know. I never played Need for Speed much. I don't think it was called Need for Speed one. No, it's probably just called Need for Speed. <laughs> All right, so they got a thrift shop. Requirement for velocity. Is that what? Like Need for Speed, but like different words. Oh. You know, how, how we do it? How we do that? Yeah. Sometimes. <laughs> the RFV. Yeah. Which is a dry. It's a racing game. Why not? It's a car. Whatever. All right, so thrift shops or like electronics. Oh yeah, and uh, one of the struggles that uh, C3 is going through is that the all the rest of them are going into high school at the end of the summer. He's still in middle school. Oh, I like that. So he is 8th grade going into 8th grade. Yeah. And 9th 9th and like 11th is whatever. He's an idiot and dropped out once. That's cool. Okay, so this is the beginning. 16 years old and he's in 11th grade? That's not bad. That's good. That was me. Yeah. yeah. I thought you were, oh, I thought you were saying he got held back. I'm like, not in 11th well, grade. No, I Unless he's young say, for his age. Okay, so I guess in my brain. Young for like, his age. <laughs> <laughs> no, in my brain, I was like, he should be a senior. No, he was going to yeah. be a senior, but got held back. I forgot he was 16. Either way. That's fine. Yeah, I'm cool with that. So it is the beginning of summer, mm -hmm. or is it the last day of summer? How so? How how much time do we want to elapse in this story? No idea. Okay, I don't know the story. Because, yet. That's fair. What's the story? Uh, so they <laughs> kids go to a thrift store. Yep. They find a message on an answering machine. They call the outgoing number listed on the answering machine, and they get a disconnected line. They look up the name on the outgoing message. They're like, "Hey, you know, we found this message. Uh, what if one of the EC one or C two wants to be like uh, like a." Like a journalist of some, like a writer of some sort, and this is like her Pete. This is like her. Oh. She's writing. She's writing. She found. She found a story about romance, and this yeah. is her. This is something she's working on. And obviously, C one and C two being best friends have a podcast. Yeah. Say <laughs> solve any mystery. Yeah, yeah, kind of. Start a podcast. We need a justification for why they're doing something that it doesn't pay and takes a lot of work and doesn't see a whole lot of results. They have a podcast. <laughs> All day, ask anybody. Tick, tick, tick. <laughs> That's it. Anyway, so yeah, there. Uh, she's got she's got a podcast where she goes where she does like a her version of a radio show where she writes her own stories for it. She's a go getter. It's maybe, it's, she, maybe one of them writes like romance stories, which is sure. like, this is intriguing to start. Yeah, and it's like romance we found we we found a real life romance mystery. We have to follow. We're in it right now, and yeah. then they look at the camera. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. No, we're not doing that. No, I'm okay. I don't like <laughs> I don't that. Know. Yeah. It's the one time we acknowledge it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And it's like the one shot that's over. Really. They, yeah. they they look at the camera, but instead of looking directly at the camera, they like look over. They're like, we're in the story. And it like the camera angle very clearly shows they're not looking at the camera. Oh, I thought you were going to say you do a thing where like they look right into the camera and like as the camera sees it, it spins all the way around and someone else go like, what are you waiting for? Oh, that works too. <laughs> yeah. Uh, any, anyway, that's a bit we'll do when we actually produce this. It's a good <laughs> bit. We better save it. Um, anyway, so that's, I think that's a good kind of network of characters. Um, is yeah. C4 just kind of a punk? He's not, punk. not too cool for his younger sister, but kind of like, what, you know, okay, who am I beating up? So, I but think, I gotta do it fast. I think he should just be like a real nerd 
Okay. And then all the kids still look up to him anyway. Sure. He's like a yeah. DM, you yeah. know, like a real nerd, but yep. like he's the coolest that they yeah. know. I think Warhammer. Cool. Yeah, we don't need to be picking on people. This no. is a non-bullying story. We need we need more of those in our in our world. More bullies? More non-bullying oh, stories. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I think Zach was a bully in high school. I was not. I was bullied. I told you that many times. I'm just tall. Whatever, nerd. <laughs> yeah, I'm <laughs> just tall. <laughs> anyway, um, no, we're getting into the mindset. That's good. So, I we need a we need a hook as to where this swerves to. Because yeah. so far we've gotten up to the point where they discover that this number and person. Because it seems if this person is dead, then it kind of stops there unless something weird happens. Okay, maybe. The youngest one, mm -hmm. maybe. Sure, throw this out there. Okay. Maybe they throw out there that because it's outdated technology, they have to use outdated tools slash resources. Okay. And I don't know what that means. Okay. But for some reason, when I saw that phone, Star Sixty Nine popped in my head. Oh, like call back. The call back. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So. Would, the only thing is, like, this person wouldn't know that. They, none of these kids would, would know Star that. Would Star 69 work that long after you got a phone call? I honestly have not. I don't know. I've not dialed Star 69 in maybe 15 years. It's I been a long time. I don't see. You don't need to on cell phones because well, you yeah, get the number. ID, yeah, because that was before caller ID. Um, so pre-caller ID. I mean, is the question, would it work or how would they know about it? Would it work? Who knows? Because I I don't particularly care if it because there's got to be the swerve. Yeah. Right. Now, what if it's a crazy swerve? Okay. At first, I was thinking horror. Okay. What if it's sci-fi swerve? Okay. Aliens? No. I like aliens though. You can't call aliens. They have landlines. You don't know that. <laughs> well, I think I do. It's a very long cord. It's <laughs> a cord. All the way to you know, they turn around and they get wrapped up in it. I'm thinking time travel. The phone time travel? No, they can okay. make phone oh, calls. Time phone. Time, time phone. phone. I'm in. Okay. Time phone. That's all so, that's both a great and a terrible name. Okay, so in that case, I would like to put the order of events as this. They're hanging out. She's right they're writing like romance mysteries or something. Uh they're going with C three to the thrift store to buy computer parts. They buy an old phone answering machine because. Okay, so the the builder yeah. is tr also makes robots. Okay, mm. sure. He just strips them for parts. Yeah, yeah, he needs parts. He needs a speaker, and he doesn't he, know what it is. Yeah, he's like, "What is this?" I feel like he does know, but he goes, "Guy, they don't know what it is." And he goes, yeah. "This is an answer. You this know, this is a phone. This is what a phone used this to be is like. A phone. Yeah. Like, why is it so big? It's like, well, this one also has an answering machine." What's an, What's an answer? It's your voicemail, but yeah. back when your voicemail was outside the phone. Think of a robot that would answer phones for you. Yeah. It's kind of cool. It's right. kind of cool. Man, why did we make these? And they hold up like a tiny phone, like a phone, like a or modern day the one. The, the, the cassette tape in it. Like, yeah. Yeah. Oh, why do we make phones? <laughs> why do we ever go back? Why do we ever, why do we ever stop making Look these? Look at this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, like the, I like the idea that they're excited to find it. Yeah. They, they plug it in just to see uh, there's a tape in it. Yeah, they don't know what it is. They play the tape. They get the name. Like, is this like a Zoom? I figure they they search for the name first and see that the, the person is 
dead. Yeah. And then they call it and they, and they answer. someone picks up. Yeah. Is it the dead person in the past? Yes. Okay. Oh yeah. Cool. And they go, okay. Wait, I we we looked you up on the internet. We thought you were uh, passed away. And that person's like, "What's the internet?" I we looked you up online. On what? What line? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Like, no, we just googled you. I don't know. Cool. Okay, that's the first act. Yeah. First act is them learning this. Yeah. Cool. Time phone. Do they try? Okay. If we're doing, if we're doing nonlinear, if we're doing time messaging of information. Yeah. We need to establish what they can change, how long it takes, and if they notice. Okay. Because time travel Ugh. as a genre is yeah. has a lot of baggage attached to it. Think about Back to the Future. Doctor Who, Bill and Ted. Endgame. Endgame. Yeah, yes. I forgot what I didn't know I that movie I forgot what movie you were talking about briefly. What? It Endgame. Yeah. I saw it in theaters and haven't watched it since. It's fine. It's fine. Um Time travel stories come with a lot of baggage because if you go back in time, do something different, the question arises, how does that affect the present of that character? Would they still go back in time? If they didn't go back in time, does that change the past? And suddenly you have a bunch of questions that need to be either addressed or just outright ignored and not brought up. Yeah, Endgame obviously brought up this paradox, which is, uh, I forget what the name of this paradox is. Bootstrap paradox? I think so. Mm -hmm. Um, Where you have... A couple of different styles of time travel what dylan said um you either go back in time the, the, the terminator theory where if what the terminator went back in time to do worked why would they ever build a terminator to go back in time so there's that theory. Mm-hmm. then there's the back to the future theory which is you're creating a different timeline that just exists now you're just kind of hopping timelines end game what they posed is that you create different realities that all exist at the same time mm-hmm. and you're just on one path. This is the reason Dylan and I don't do time travel stories because there are so many weird rules that go into it. And yet we do kind of do time travels. We yeah. do time travel stories, but we do it in a way where it's not a physical journey back to the past or yeah. we straight up... I'm a big fan of not addressing the paradoxes. You yeah. just If you don't bring it up, people are going to ask the question... But it's never inter- internally. It's never inconsistent for acknowledging the paradox. Right. Or I have my own like fan theory that the reason Back to the Future time travel works is that when you exit your natural place in the time stream, you are immune to changes from it. So, you you remove yourself from it and are therefore no longer affected. So the way that I am going to pose this sure. specific time travel is none of those. Okay. And it is the one where things always happen. Sure. Okay. Where you can actually never actually affect the past. Determinism. It's the Harry Potter time travel yeah. theory. Where you go back and because you did it at one mm-hmm. point, you have to always do that. Yeah. And that makes the normal sequence happen. Nothing changes. It always happened like it this. It always happened like this. So are the kids not going to prevent this guy from dying? They're going to try. They're going to try. But they can't. Ugh, that's going to be rough on them. Yeah. But they can probably do other things okay like i do like the idea <laughs> of when people can communicate with the past that that creates certain events that happen mm-hmm. that might not have happened before but because they did that like did you watch a show on netflix called dark not i've seen the first few episodes yeah. but it's something i really need to sit down and watch and that is the kind of linear or i guess uh 
is that a looping story? That's a loop. From what you've said, that is a loop. That's yeah. a stable time loop. Now, Dark does it in a way different and way more interesting style where one day somebody comes up and says, you're going to write this book yeah. in the future. I need you to write mm-hmm. it sooner. Um, but because they do that, it has to happen. Blah, blah. Yes. So I think that that is, I think we should do a looping storyline. Sure. I think it makes Works the most sense. Because <laughs> these kids can't affect a lot. Yeah. And we don't really know a lot of what's happening in this person's life yet. But I say that we keep this to a very small scale looping yeah. story with major butterfly wing effects. Okay. So in that case, there needs to be something for them as a story point to justify the loop existing. It can't just be that they get in contact with this person. He drops the answer machine off and dies. That's not, I don't think it's interesting for a story point of view. No. It, it needs to affect something for these kids, for them to feel like they have grown, despite the fact that it was destined to happen. You know well, what I mean? Yes, and I don't know the answer yet, but I will say that I, the kids that I see in here are going to want to help this person. Yeah. So I think that the push to help is going to okay. happen. I don't know what... Are you are you are you asking what should happen because of it? Yes. Okay. I think so. Should um, we run through the logical steps of this narrative so far? Like, should we kind of like see where we feel this is going next after they get the dead guy to pick up in the past? Sure. So, I'm assuming that when they hear the person answer, yeah, they're probably just going to hang up because their kid's doing prank phone calls. Yeah. And they saw that the owner of this phone or whoever had the answering machine is now dead in their current. They wouldn't immediately assume that it's answering from the past. Right? True. They would think it got reassigned to like a cell phone or something. Yeah. Yeah. I guess they would just call out of curiosity. Yeah. And then a person answers. Yeah. And, um, I figured they call back. I, well, they, I, so I was trying to walk myself through yeah. why they would call back and yeah. they're going to want the story. Yeah, which means they're going to want to give what they now think is a sibling, a kid yeah. of this past person. Um, past is in P A S S E D, not P A S T. For that, oh, sentence. the dead person, the dead person. Yeah, um, they're going to want to give this machine back because there's a love message on it. Yeah, so I think that's why they're going to call back because they go, "Hey, look, we have to give this back. Just call them and." Just find out where if they can come get it. We'll drop it off somewhere. So they call back, and that's when they're like, hey, we found out that your so-and-so is deceased. Yeah. We just want to give you this answer machine back. Wait, what they I guess they're calling on the same phone. I can't deal with paradoxes. I can't stand that. But it's it's a f- <laughs> Oh, I see what you mean. Because they found this phone and they're calling. Yeah, but they're never... I assume they would be calling the incoming number. It's like, hey, call me back when you get this. Yes, My the... number is because they wouldn't necessarily have each other's numbers back then. Right. So they would leave their name and number. Like, Yo, hey, no, call I get me... that. They're, they're calling, which turns out to be their, the same phone, I guess, technically, but whatever. Because um, it's theirs. No, so what I what I was so what I was seeing, and I want to make sure we get our time travel straight. <laughs> they have the entry machine phone combo. Yeah. They hear a message where it's like, this is me being romantic and I miss you. Please call me back. My number is this, 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 this. They call that number because they think, well, it might still be in service. And that, that does, oh, that does change it. 
Well, no, a little bit. Well, no, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. You're right. So they, I thought they were calling the owner of the phone who says, leave yes. a message. My number is I can see, I can definitely see where the confusion came in but on that's, that one. That doesn't matter. Um, I think it kind of does because it ropes in the person who's calling. And then this, this person's dead. This person was calling them bed in the past. The kids call this person. So I kind of see it the other way. Okay. Where they called this phone, mm -hmm. this person, blah, blah, blah. And they go, okay. I, and they get confused with the conversation because that person is obviously not dead. Mm -hmm. They think they're dead. So what they do is they hang up thinking like, okay, that person's crazy. Let's just call the other number and just tell them, hey, we have your friend's phone. Give it back to him. And that's why they call the other number, maybe. They call the number on the phone first. Because, like, so when you get an old answer machine, you can either listen to your outgoing message or you can listen to all your incoming messages. Okay. So this yes. is the outgoing message. Mm -hmm. It would be, hey, thank you for calling Martha Johnson. Yeah. My number, you know, the, the yeah. home of 303, whatever. Yeah. Um, and they could call that number first. And that person is passed. Well, then uh, I guess I wouldn't necessarily be the number tied to this phone answering machine combo. I was only getting hung up on the fact that they're calling their own phone technically, and it doesn't really matter because gotcha. they're calling a number. And yeah, whatever. sure. It can be reassigned. And also, okay. the okay. physicals are never swapping time, no. so it doesn't matter. Do you like them calling the, the phone owner first or the message lever first? I like them calling the message lever, and they're like, hey, we got the answering machine you called. I don't know if you knew they were dead. And he goes, what, what if she was like, hey, Martha? This kid said you're, no, Martha's right here. Like Martha, like, you know, got oh, a hold of him or something. Yeah, that's that's interesting. Um, I don't know where to go after that then. I imagine it would be the kids trying to prevent, I, I, I imagine there would be the revelation. So it's like, oh, you're. And then they're trying to prevent Martha. They're like trying to help her realize what's happening. Yeah, okay. So we have Martha. Martha's the one who is dead in the present what, of the wanna, story. Do you want to set a time for this? 2020? No, not, not the now time. Oh. They call back time. Oh. Like 97? I think it should be before 2000. Sure. 97. And, and let's not make it a zero or a five number. Let's just make it yeah, 97. 24 years or something. It's 1997. So then we have message lever. Gary. <laughs> Perfect. You love Gary. Okay, so Gary is going to leave the message. When does Gary leave the message? So they find the phone in oh, 2020. Yeah. He hasn't left it by the time they call back. Well, you know, when they when they call back into the past in '97, he has not left that message yet. Right, and a message has to be something that is either time specific mm -hmm. or peril specific. Yeah. So I do like the idea of it being maybe he is deployed, and then when he calls back, he's like, "I haven't left for war yet. I haven't left for the Gulf War." Uh that was '91. I haven't left for. <laughs> Uh, nine, what war were we in 97? I don't think we were. The internet war. <laughs> the war on drugs. No, that was the 80s. <laughs> it's ongoing. What about... Um, where would you go in 97 if you were in the army? I don't, I don't, I don't know. There's uh, got to be some. Fallujah. <laughs> Bosnia. Afghanistan. Af Civil War. Oh, jeez. 
do I don't know that we want to do that. Should we do 91? I guess we can. We maybe. could do 91. Yeah, Desert Storm. Yeah, sure. So 91 is at 97. So he's about, Gary's about to be deployed to Desert Storm. Ooh. That was on the phones. That was before things got real. <laughs> oh, God. Jeez. <laughs> Desert Storm. Uh, no, man, you can, like, make fun of that. You know, I know. Like, it's been a long time. It was time. on SNL. Like, oh, cool. Uh, whatever. Um, okay, so we have 1991. <laughs> you got the green with all my jokes. It's fun. 1991 Martha, 1991 yeah. Gary. How old are Martha and Gary? Then? Yeah. Like, like, young, like high schoolers. 18. Ooh. Uh, maybe in their early 20s. Early 20s? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, he is pretty much done of his four-year service when okay. he's about to get deployed to Desert Storm. Okay. And the message that he leaves is six months later. Martha and Gary are not together at the time that the kids call back in time. You know what I mean? Like, they call back and they're not together, but from the message, it is very clear that it does eventually happen. Yeah, love that. So it's the kids trying to get them together to prevent him dying, and then them getting together ultimately winds up in the inevitability. Maybe the kids think that Gary did it, and they're trying to keep them apart. Ooh, ooh, <laughs> no, that's I don't know. That feels a little. That feels a little dark. Okay, that's fair. I mean, we are. This is so okay. So I guess it would make sense if we're trying to save someone's life. They want them to have a partner. Yeah. So that's fair. Yeah. They're trying to get them, trying to get them together. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's cool. Okay, so we have our first third. Yeah. Right? The first third is the, the mundanity of uh, 2020. Yeah. Uh, kids in masks. I don't think we reveal that he's in the military until the reveal that he's going to go overseas. Well, I think his message should be something like... And then he gets hit by a car. I don't know. What? I'm just, uh, it's a punchline. I don't know. <laughs> it's a punchline? What's the joke? You think he's going to die some other way? Why they shouldn't cross the road? <laughs> Yeah. Um, no, I think there should be a message like, apparently, uh, my service is done soon. I can't wait to uh, come home and finally go on that date. I had a dance. Oh yeah, <laughs> it's fine. No, it's fine. This yeah. is this is not a superhero thing. I mean, it could be. It could be. We do like superheroes. Yeah, they're fun. <laughs> All right, so no, I think it should be something that he's away and he comes back. Whether it's army or I think it's a, I think no. it's an easy setting. Um, and that way, when they call, he's like, "But I haven't even left yet. Why would I leave that message now?" <laughs> My name's Gary. What if he's just not even in, and this entire event inspires him to like enlist, and that's the loop? Oh, it's like you have to join the army, Gary. Maybe. <laughs> no, I'm amazing. Gerald. Gerald. But Gary, you have to join me. Um, it's 1991, Gary. The <laughs> army needs you. Oh, I don't think these kids are that gung ho for Desert Storm. They don't even know about Desert Storm. Uh, uh, okay. At that point in the future, Call of Duty has caught up to the early 90s. Yeah. Jeez. Just yelling uh, Master Chief quotes at him. Okay. So what? What's what? What would you say is the 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 next crux of the third? I, there should be there should be a span of time where they enter into just kind of like a discovery fun area where they have some sort of correspondence where it's like kids and oh yeah hey Martha I'm talking to some kids who say they're from 2020 and some of this sounds kind of crazy. Ooh, what if when they look her up, mm -hmm. she was like, 
aggressively rich. Oh, okay. And then when they call, because in the, this montage, is them calling like, hey, uh, uh, you should invest in something called Google. You should invest in something. Martha, buy Bitcoin. Yeah. It tops out at $9,000 each. Get them where they're 100 Wait four years and then sell. And they're just like hardcore Googling things for her. Like That's pretty good. 1991 money schemes. She dies. Um, I, I say she. they wind up finding out that Martha died. I say I say Martha and Gary are both dead when they find the answering machine. Yeah, I agree. Martha died of natural causes later in life. Yeah. Like a year or two before this takes yeah. place. Gary died tragically young. It happens. Okay, by a truck. It's funny. What you say? <laughs> okay, so and so we have a, a bit of a montage here. So we have our our classic time travel montage. Oh yeah, no, we have we have the red herring where um the threat of him dying in Desert Storm is ever present. Turns out he dies in like ninety seven. Yeah. 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 Cool. Love yeah. That. And part and a lot of it is them trying to like prevent that from happening and stuff like that. Yeah, this is that kind of story where you kind of gotta write it. And then go back and yeah. rewrite it to make sure that, that's like, the thing about time travel, man. Yeah. Is you, you like if you do it well, you need to have hints peppered throughout of what's happening. Yeah. So, and that'd be a big push if they go, oh my God, this lady was rich. We should mm -hmm. call her. Yeah. Maybe we'll get a, re a, a reward. And it turns out that they're the reason that she was rich to begin with um, for her schemes, but also writing a book about time phone <laughs> that. That what if one of the girls loves that book? Oh. Like, this is like my favorite book, Time Phone. Dude, that's cool. I love when shows do that. Perfect. Um, <clears throat> so here is what? Th this has to be the realization that they can't really change the past? Is that what this part is? I think so. I think that needs to be a frantic call to the past in order to try and prevent something maybe you know what i mean yeah we haven't really done anything that doesn't have I mean, as far as peril goes this is pretty low stakes yeah so far except the fact that the two people that they're talking yeah. to they know they're going to die except they die of things that are not i mean of course death is not necessarily something that's not sad, but they don't die in like very tragic ways necessarily. Yeah. They, well, I don't they know. They killed. I, I don't know if she, I don't know if Martha should, I think it should be a little bit closer to when she dies. You mean from the when present? They, when they call. The present? No, no. Oh, she should die more sooner. The, closer I think to so. The, okay. I, I think so. And I think because, so say that they look her up. And they call her, and it's 1991 in her time when they call. But they realize that she doesn't really pass away until 97 or 98 or something. Okay. Like, there's not that big of a push. Like, hey, in seven years, you're going to pass away from natural causes. Like, okay, well, it's oh, sure. not that cool. You know? Yeah. So okay. if it's like, hey, you're going to get hit by something, or you're going to – something, something, something happens in six months. And then that's why there's more of a conversation between the two. And then maybe her death is like a mystery. Maybe all the internet says, like, mysterious found found yeah. dead no 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 outside local, causes local billionaire found dead in her house billionaire author well i mean if, if they're giving her like yeah the google money that that's early, true that early that's google true money, yeah that apple money yeah, the early mac money um 
Okay, well, we're at that hour part. So in case you just tuned in right now or you've been checking us out for the last 60 plus minutes, my name is Zach and this is Dylan over here. Together, our group is called Some Nobodies. SomeNobodies.com is our website. And what we do with Some Nobodies is we create a whole bunch of weird content, podcasts, cartoons, movies eventually, board games, et cetera, et cetera. We have a TV show here on international broadcast media television. It's called Talking Upstream. And what that show is, is Dylan and myself, and we're trying to talk our way to a streaming service, whether it is Hulu or Netflix or Disney. Uh, we want to show people that we can create nonstop content, and we want to show you the way that we do that, mm -hmm. which is in our weekly meetings. The story that was chosen today by our super friend, La La Luscious from Snack Time. So please check out that podcast. We're going to get to that in a little bit again. Um, but... She chose the story of a modern day message, which is a, as Dylan put it, all your kids on bikes story of where some kids find an old answer machine that has a message on it that gets them a little bit intrigued because they are podcasters and journalists and uh, just all around rambunctious children. And it turns out that every time they call from this phone, they call into the past, right? They call yes. from that phone. It would have to be that, right? Yeah. Because yes. if they find a number, they're going to call for a cell phone first. Yeah. They call from that phone. Yeah, so you got to plug it in. Because they're doing it for the novelty at first. They're Maybe like, they think they got to plug it in to listen to the message. Like, yeah. So, oh, yeah. To it, so plug yeah, it in the they got to plug it in. Um, yeah. And then they, you know, they're, and then, it so, makes sense to logically. Okay, cool. they so, like, to, they go to plug it in, and it doesn't work. Mm -hmm. And they go, well, plug it in, duh. Look at this stupid cord. Yeah. And they go to plug it in, it doesn't work. And they're like, oh, you got to change the batteries. Because yeah. it's just an outlet. Uh, all right, cool. So... We're, so, we're, Gary and Martha are dead by the present. Yes. Both of them. Yes. Which one oh, is the wait. urgent one? Martha. Martha is the urgent one to prevent. So when does Gary die? Um, it doesn't 2019? Really yeah. Well, he needs to be dead beforehand so they can't go, unless they want to go talk to current, future Gary. No, I don't think we should do that. Yeah, okay. Um, because I don't like the thing of like, oh, I get to talk to my wife again. I don't want to go through that. Okay. So, no. Gary's also passed. Um, he did live maybe 10 or so years after her. Um, so he's dead in 2003? Yeah. He uh, lived long enough to spend all of her money. <laughs> wait, wait, what? I thought... <laughs> <laughs> Gary's kind of a jerk. I didn't know that. Okay. Um, how does this end, though? Like, how does the story just end? What, you know, the ending is... Maybe the girl, she can't write this story. Why not? Because it has had, it had been written. I say she does, I say she does it and we just cut out that Martha wrote. Martha got independently wealthy, but based on investments, they, but I kind of liked her reading a story that she was ultimately a part of. Oh, I see. Like, I kind of like that. What if it's not that she writes enough, she doesn't write the story, but she does like an expose on a, an under known romance author martha so-and-so and it gets picked up by netflix it gets picked up by netflix as a documentary or a, po or a big podcast deal or something Do you see how easy it is for netflix to pick up something right why can't they pick us up anyway spin around show our director what are you looking at me for? <laughs> <laughs> um so the ending is what the kids maybe writing a movie about this i say i say it's the, the girls doing the oh, podcast yeah, yeah, okay cool so a sell-all, tell-all podcast. It gets some recognition in it. We we get a little bit of it. Uh, we get a little bit of hinting that it'll help them with like either college or if we want to put the 
message forward that college isn't necessarily for everybody. It helps them get a gig doing an apprenticeship on like a set of something outside yeah. of school. It it so kid, it improves kids succeed. it the kids succeed and it improves their future prospects. I love that. Kids succeed. They also learn that time is valuable and they shouldn't wait to do cool stuff. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. I like that. Um, we do got what I, what I have right now for bullet points. It's beginning of summer, pizza money, parents at work, kids on bikes. C one C two write romance mysteries, do a podcast. C three builds computer. Computers and robots out of just spare parts. So far, C4 is not needed. So far. Keep them in the wings. They find an entry machine at the thrift store. Has a dude, message on it that's romantic. Pauls. Yeah. He could be like a 30-something-year-old dude that lives in a parent's house that doesn't have a job. Okay. And then he, like, makes some stupid joke about Star 69 in him or something. <laughs> no. No, I know. The service. Yes. No, I know. I know yeah. what you mean. Um... I'm trying to work in this other character. Yes. No, I get it. I uh, I say we leave it for now. Right. Um, Has a message on it that's romantic. From Gary to Martha. Right? What if Gary and Martha are their parents? Nah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, I get it, but nah. But maybe. <laughs> the outgoing message gives them a name, which is Gary. Yeah. Or outgoing, which is Martha. Martha, whatever. Yep. They search for the name, see an obituary for a rich, famous author. Because at that point, recent death or Mary Martha died in 93? I think close to this, like 92. Okay. Maybe, maybe she passed when Gary was in Desert Storm. So he never got a chance to like... Oh, yikes, yeah. Um, they call the number from the message... And the dead person answers, Martha. Wait, no, Martha wouldn't answer. She Gary would. would answer. No, she she would answer. It's her phone. Gary didn't live there yet. Oh, I see. Okay, yeah. They call the number from the message, and the dead person, Martha, answers. Yeah, but they don't... Right. Yeah. Uh, they, and then they have their little callback. You know, they hang up because they think it's a prank. Then they call back and learn some... Weird stuff. Yeah. Um, I feel like the kids need an external story that they have to act on as well. Well, they're starting a podcast, mm -hmm. right? Which is a romance mystery, which I think is fine. Yeah. Uh, you got C3 who's building computers mm -hmm. and is trying to make his own video game, which is why he needs okay. parts from the gift shop. Yeah. The, the thrift shop. Um. C4, I feel, could be a better character if they're older. Okay. Because they're not needed in this time frame for anything. They're yeah. intelligent kids. They have the internet. They don't need somebody who's a couple years older than them. Unless they're I, significantly older and can tell them things about whatever. I have a late game suggestion. Hit me with I it. I don't think this is a feature. I think this is a short. Yeah? Yeah. Because I'm seeing this moving pretty quick. And I'm not seeing us fill in a lot of gaps with stuff that I would expect a feature to have. Okay. Now, if we do this, I'm seeing like 20 minute, 30 minute, maybe. Okay. Um, we could have a lot of 
it could just be very dialogue heavy about conversations about like the differences in eras, what it's like to grow up in different spans of time. It's like, you know, I do podcasts. It's like, huh? You what? It's like, it's like, uh, it's like AM radio. <laughs> like trucker talk? <laughs> well, like CB radio? No, it's like, uh, uh, do you have NPR in 91? Yeah. <laughs> uh, Google says Howard Stern. Do you know who Howard Stern is? I don't, I, uh, I know one word from that sentence. <laughs> <laughs> it's the. Yeah. Um, you know what I mean? I'm seeing yeah, this as a it. short. Okay, that, um, and I, I could see this being like a real, like a, a heartstring tugger. All right, so let's say it's 30 minutes. So then, yeah, this this all happens pretty quick. So yeah. this happens at 10-minute mark. Yeah. Then they get that back. A little bit of a montage. That's cool. So then this last five minutes, we got to figure out. Realization, they can't change. I say the realization is that, like, they're both dead. Like, Gary and Martha are both dead by the time they get this engine machine. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. they have that real. They're like... Part of it can be them trying to hunt down Gary in the present, and then they realize because he wasn't rich or anything... He's also dead. Okay. And they're like, and then they call and they give him, you know, they're like, hey, you get hit by a car or something, something like that. And then they go to look at the headline and it doesn't change. You know, and yeah. we just get the message that it's like, you know, enjoy it while you can because even if you know it's coming, doesn't mean you can avoid it. Can't change it. Uh, and then it ends on a high note because the kids are getting recognized. They're inspired by this and get recognized for it. Cool. But I do like that she writes a book about this. Sure. I like that too. And then one of the girls yeah. writes a book. I think that's cool. She she recognizes she's the name is familiar to her. Martha Martha uh Johnson. Romstein. Romstein. It's like that's a very obvious name, Martha Johnson. Like, yeah. Yeah. Martha Johnson there. Yeah. All right. So I think that this character is canceled. I don't know. We need him. It's not needed yet. Yeah, it happens. Yeah, that's fine. Um What's next? I think we need to just flush out some just order of order of stuff. Um, I think we need some stuff in the middle. Um, I think that there should be attempts to warn Martha of the future. Yeah. And I think that every time they call, it should be a longer time jump in the past than it is in the present. It's so, like, it's been, they call once a day, and every time they call back, it's, like, a few months further in the past. Oh, cool. Like, they call... The first call they do is like January for Martha. And then the next day they'd make a second call and it's like March for Martha. Mm, okay. So that way it accelerates a little bit. Yeah, like and that. one time they do call, they call one day and Gary picks up and he goes, and he's obviously like distraught because it happened. So on the phone one day. One day is it either like a month or 30 days. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's cool. Um, and then one of the final calls, second to last call, is the call that confirms like Martha died. You know, it's been three. You know, you called you called me one one. If you called us one day, if you say time is weird in your timeline, oh, one day a month, and okay. it's been three years for us. How about this? The last phone call, mm -hmm. second to last phone call, is wow, that's weird. And it looks like the next. So for the kids, it's gonna be the next day. For yeah. her, it'll be thirty days. So it looks like the next time we call you is the day that you die. Oh, okay. Like, oh, weird. Cool. It's the day the obituary is published, which is after she's so already what's died. what's going to happen is on the day she passes, the phone's ringing. It startles her. And as she's going to get the phone, she just like slips, slips on something. And like, just, you know what I mean? Like, so they, yes. they're the calls. 
That's what I was getting to. Do, no, I I know. Do we yeah. want to lay that on their on them? Because well, they they're kids. They don't know that. They don't. She don't answer the phone. Okay. And they go oh, I sure. Guess. And it's, it was a mystery. They were trying to solve it. But what we know as the audience viewers is that they're the reason, technically, that this sure the reason this whole woman's life exists. Wait, <laughs> I guess that's a thing. That's kind of annoying now to think about it. The whole what exists? Well, okay, so if they reach out to her first when she's a little bit younger, and then they talk to her for uh, 30 days, 30 days, like, mm-hmm. uh, for a week, right? That's whatever. So for that whole year of her life is only because the kids made that happen, which is an interesting story. It's yeah. almost fridging her to tell a story. I suppose. Almost. Yeah. That's why I don't think this should be the cause of it. <laughs> I just, I just I think every time you tell a time travel story, if yeah. it's cyclical, mm-hmm. you wrap it up as cyclical as possible. You're okay. Like, oh. Yeah. Oh, that's sure. Crazy. Yeah, and I think that works. They wouldn't they wouldn't be any worse off. They still have the same mystery. They still sure. have the same experiences. Okay. They just don't know. So I think that's cool. I'm okay with that. Okay. Yeah. I'm not opposed to it. What'd you delete? What? I didn't delete <laughs> anything. I added another line. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> okay. What what goes here? So after they find out what they're doing, then there's that time travel funny montage. And I think they should have a B plot that the kids are dealing with. I think we need to have some sort of thing they're trying to do themselves before school starts or something. What if their parents are having a hard time, and that's why they want Gary? And oh yeah, Martha they're getting there. they're getting advice from Gary and Martha about how to like maybe. Okay, so if we want to work this character back yeah. in, right? Maybe these two girls are uh, twins or they're sisters. Yeah. And this one is from a new marriage. Mm-hmm. So they're having oh. a new person. Oh, fold, okay. Which is why they're trying to sit together and keep their thing going. Yeah. So, so they're dealing with like a new stepdad, a mm-hmm. new stepbrother. Yeah. Uh, and that's going on. And maybe Nerdy Boy has an older brother. He goes, hey, older brothers aren't that bad. I have yeah. two. They're cool. Yeah. They throw food at me all the time. Yeah. <laughs> buy me... Well, I was going to say buy me cigarettes. Oh, my God. <laughs> what? I don't know. So nobody does not condone this. No, we do not. I don't know why that was... In 91 what, or 2020. <laughs> okay, what, what goes in this part? So I was saying, what do older people buy for... Like, what do older people buy for kids? Lottery tickets. Beer. <laughs> yeah, beer. Booze. Um, so there's a little bit of, like, the funny money-making montage. I yeah. Think that's cool. I, then there's like the uh, the serious bit. I think that I think partially what we should do is have a parallel that Martha and Gary are dealing with that the kids are kind of dealing with. So you can see how like you know they're kind of moving in accord. Yeah. Okay. So I don't know what that would be. Maybe they're getting married. Yeah. And like so they're getting married the same time that these two kids' parents are getting married. Oh yeah. So there's like the linkage of yeah. things. Um and maybe I don't want to give them kids because they're going to... And and then they look in Martha's obituary and says she'd never wed or something. Oh, unwed. Yeah, that's not bad. It's sad, but it's, it's definitely a good But thing. it it's only... We think it's sad because we think they break up, but the reality is that they just they were in love and they just couldn't make it. Yeah. Like, like alive. Yeah, I like this. <laughs> it, was no, it was not a failing on the part of either their feelings for each other. It was just... Bad, bad luck. Or in this case, the kid's fault for calling so often. 
But I also like that they're going back to 91, which means there wasn't things uploaded to the internet as yeah. much. So they don't have a lot to work on yeah. except for actual like, history. Yeah. Um, so that's cool. It's like, well, what happens in my town? Like, I don't know. I can't just, well, Google it or whatever yeah. you call it. Yeah. They go, I can't Google everything. Yeah. Um, what happens here, though? What's this part? So there's a realization that they can't change. So, okay, so something has to happen here where they try to change the future. I figure they they see the obituary. Excuse me. Man. And um, they're doing attempts to change it. And maybe they even try to change, like, small-scale stuff. Yeah. Like, in, in their time. There's a, Are they in the same town? Ga Martha Gary. and Gary and the kids? Because <clears throat> I'm thinking if they want to change something, it's like, sure. go plant go plant some trees outside this building. Yeah. And it's like there were always trees outside. That what like C three goes. It's like they hang up and he goes. That's not. There's already trees out there. How do we know if they did it? Like go, yeah, yeah. Uh, go outside and, and cut a tree. Cut a tree down. Let's yeah. See if it goes away. Like that doesn't mean anything. No, there was there wasn't a tree. There's not a tree there. Yeah. Now, so they either did it or there was never a tree there. Yeah. <laughs> they, that's it's them dealing with the weirdness of this. Time travel communication. Yeah, and then also making fun of every other contemporary movie. Because, like, say, say like, uh, like uh, C2 loves, like, time travel movies because of the book yeah. and because of everything else. And she's like, well, it's not going to work like so, Back to the Future, guys. It's like, well, we, I mean, well, I mean, Gary, we just scratched our initials into that tree by the park. And they go, and there are initials, in, like, really high up on And they're like, that's their proof that it actually, like. Yeah. Because they didn't tell Gary and Martha to do that. They did that of their own volition. So when they go there, they're like, oh, look. They at least know it happened. Yeah. All right, that's cool. Yeah. I like that. The middle the middle is mostly them just kind of like exploring the concept of time travel and drawing inspiration from it for their personal work. Yeah. That's cool. Um, and then what happens here? I feel like either they shouldn't call for a day or something. You know what I mean? Okay. Um, there's always that there's always that part where they kind of separate ways for a little bit in the third act and come back together. We're just trying to help you. Fine, we'll stop. Yeah. Because Mark's like, listen, guys, like this is very stressful for me. Yeah, you're calling me like once a month, mm -hmm. and it's really yeah. And like, fine, we won't call it. Tomorrow. Yeah, and then something happens for them to call back, and then that's when they realize that it is past the point where she has died. Yeah, and that's the last call. I feel like they talk to Gary, and he goes, "You know, I we, we really appreciate, we really enjoyed. You know, no matter how weird this was, no matter how." Stressful it caused her. I know that she always really appreciated talking to someone from such a distant part in the future. Like, don't yeah. sweat the parents' stuff. If they treat you well, if they treat each other well, that's probably the best you can hope for. And Gary gives him some real heartfelt advice. And is like, you know, we I know that she appreciated speaking to you because she wanted kids. And so we have that little, like, tearjerker moment towards the end. And he goes, I... For my own sake, I would really appreciate if you just, you know, I'll look you up and because Gary, they don't know that. I feel like Gary doesn't know that he's gonna die yet. He goes, "I'll look you up when I when I get there." Yeah, and they're just like, "All right, Gary, oh, you did we'll talk to you then." Yeah, no, they they just go, "We'll talk to you then," and oh, hang yeah. up without telling them. They're like, they're not gonna yeah. give him that. And then one of them the, does the obvious thing, was like, "But he would have already." And they go, we know. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah. Cool. All right, I like that. Yeah, that works out. I, I got a little goosebumpy on that. Yeah, that's cute. <laughs> Um, do you want to throw some names in these characters? Yeah. I'm seeing I'm seeing C1 as kind of not tomboyish, but very assertive. Sure. 
do a report from popular pop culture? We can. Are you? Do you have anything in mind? Well, uh, strong tomboy. Obviously, I'm thinking Aria. Making oh, angry, so it's modern that. day. Yeah, I'm thinking Charlie. Love it. C two. Charlie's best friend. Or sister, maybe. Maybe twin. I don't know. Look at that. That could be. They're close. <clears throat> and if we do like the parents getting married thing, then either they're two parents getting married or they're already siblings and they're yeah. marrying someone else. So let's say Charlie and what? Lucy. Lucy? Yeah. Sure. They're a boy, C3. Yeah. Well, I don't want to say Dylan, but. I know, no. <laughs> We already have a different fictional Dylan. How about, a uh, how about like a like a Talon or something a little out of the ordinary? Yeah, a little yeah. bit cooler, but he's archaic. Like a tough name or um, Deckard. Anakin. Deckard, sure. Oh, Deckard Boss. Who's that? Uh, Blade Runner. Oh yeah, Deckard K- and uh, Diablo. Yeah, I don't know. Like, yeah, not like that. And then Martha Garrett. Well, I, I think we have classic a, 90s names. I think we C four can be like a step sibling. We know that they're there, but they don't have a, like a role in it. Yeah, no name is Steve. Steve. Yeah. All right. Nobody likes Steve. Steve's fine. Um, uh, Steve, you like except for Martin. You don't know him. Pastor growing up with Steve, and he was a good, he's a good man. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. Um, you haven't known. But you talk about him all the time off camera. I mention him. I'm surprised you actually brought him up on camera. <laughs> okay, what what else is going to work on here? If the, okay, if there was a scene, yeah, what would the scene be that you're probably? I like cool I like trailer scene. I like the first act. Yeah, into the revelation that they're calling into the past. So there, there's probably some specific line where they realize that it is a time phone. Yeah, a line, like yeah. like a like a like a, a spoken line, like a sentence that like someone says something. Like I think. I think the exchange goes, you know, well, I mean, is this Martha? Well, I guess so. How'd you get this number? Well, I have your answering machine. I'm. Is this a jerky boys? <laughs> <laughs> well, no, you looked you up online and your obituary yeah. was on. You looked me up on what? Online. Who's line? Who's. What line? The internet. The net? Kid. Kid. <laughs> I'm I, listening. I don't know what this is. You know, yeah. if you're going to prank call people, try not doing it in 1991 where I'm living right now. <laughs> I'm just thinking about all those really obvious. You don't just call the average 1991 <laughs> homeowner talking this garbage about the internet. Oh, man. <laughs> I think it's cool. Um, no, I don't know. I think, I think yeah, I guess this should be that, a really fun 20 minutes. Yeah, that first scene would be pretty yeah. cool. I could see this being a uh, a real kind of like a tearjerker, but people, you know, see people want want to root for these guys. Yeah. Um, the only scene that I'm missing for some reason yeah. is that like adventurous chase scene or the rapid. We got to yeah. get to somewhere because of something. Um, Step sibling like found the phone and is like taking it back to the thrift store or something. Like they're cleaning up old stuff or something. Well, I was thinking something. I mean, I like that. But I was thinking maybe more jerky or 
uh, technical. Like, say for some reason, like he finds like where the phone plugs into, mm. and he puts gum in that outlet. So they have to like run around with his phone, Ugh. trying to plug what it into punk. things, yeah, or something. I like the idea of them running around with a landline, Dude, trying to so find funny. a place. They're Going like knocking the next door. Yeah. Can I plug this into your kitchen? I need to make a phone call. Yeah, and, he goes, yeah. and he's just like, "Do you want to use my phone? I have to use this one. I got my own phone." <laughs> <laughs> and then at, at some point they let him plug it in for the last call and the person is just like man kids are really getting into like the old tech nowadays all right God, these hips are getting younger, hips and, younger. Are getting younger and younger every day oh <laughs> uh, that's yeah. cool yeah actually I think that's, that's that's our time that's it do you want to wrap us up this yeah time? so hey you've been watching talking upstream my name is dylan this yep. is zach this is our whiteboard and we are some nobodies you can find us at some nobodies.com you just watch us develop a modern day discovered phone message into time phone. Time phone. Working God, title. A good name. Working title. Yeah. This... <sighs> we'll figure one. it out. Yeah. We don't have to find out. We don't have to do everything on the air. We'll yeah. save some surprises for these. Improv guys. does not always work. No. <laughs> anyway, we appreciate you checking in here. Again, we are some nobodies. You can find all of our stuff on our website, somenobodies.com. Trying to help support us in our endeavors, make things potentially like this in the future. Go to uh, patreon.com slash some nobodies, like these following people did. Tonga Sheck, Sarah Tkachik, Scott Curtis, and listener app, uh, podcasting listening thing. If you go to your podcast app, type in listener app, uh, or go to Instagram at the greatest podcast app. Uh, those guys are awesome. They have a bunch of podcasts on there. They, what they do is they transcribe it. So if you like to hear my voice or at least read what I say instead of hearing what I'm saying, uh, go to listen now if you can check that out. Um, but yeah, thank you, man. I appreciate yeah. it. Another cool you story. Too. Yeah. And most importantly, we got to thank our oh, friend yeah. Lala Luscious. So please go anywhere. Check her out. Snacksizethepodcast.com. Uh, yeah. Snacksize. Check it out. It's amazing. It's better than what we do. Yeah. Like almost everyone. It has, a, mes guests. It has yeah. a message. It's uh, heartfelt. It's intuitive. It's great. Informative. Yeah, it's good. And it's short. Yeah. <laughs> Unlike anything we do. Yeah. Uh, but until next week, thank you guys very much. Thank you to International Broadcast Media Television. Yeah. I'm gonna get yes. it. I'm gonna get That's it. fine. Yes. And thank you to Win, our, our director. Our director. Yeah. He does a great job, puts up with us. And to Jared Gleason, who makes the cool music you hear for some of the bodies. Mm -hmm. That's all we got this week, guys. Bye. See you next time.